Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today. We've been looking at who Jesus is this week, his statements about himself, his claims about who he is, and how today, we've, well, we've been seeing he's the vine, he's the true bread, he's the, he's the, um, he's today we're going to see he's the good shepherd. Yesterday we saw he's the gate, he's the door. All kinds of wonderful things we've been seeing about our Lord Jesus Christ. And today, oh my goodness, this is so exciting to think of him as being our good shepherd. I'm glad you're along with me today. I hope you'll really enjoy this time. Be inspired, be encouraged to grow in your relationship with Jesus. Let's jump right into it and see what he says here. We're in John chapter 10, and he says here, starting with verse 11, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He was a hired hand and not a shepherd, who is not the owner of the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand and is not concerned about the sheep. Well, this tells us something, first of all, about Jesus, our good shepherd. We're going to see two things, two, three things about him today that are really important. But this first one is, he owns you. You've come to him and you belong to him. Later on in this chapter, he'll say, no one can snatch you out of his hand. The Father is greater than all. You're in his hand, and you're in Jesus' hand, and he can't snatch. No one can snatch you out of his hand because he owns you. You belong to him. He he purchases purchases us with his precious blood. It's called redemption. We were slaves to sin. We were in the domain of darkness. And the only way out is to be purchased by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And that price has been paid when Jesus died on the cross. And now you're his. You belong to him. And because you belong to him, he's got an interest in you that a hired shepherd wouldn't have. I mean, I think about him. Yes, I mean, if I were just an employee and I saw a wolf, a wolf coming for the sheep, I don't know if I'd get between that that wolf and those sheep because uh, I might not want to fight that wolf off myself. He'd scare me. But Jesus will get between that wolf and you. Jesus will defend you. He's not a hired man. He owns you. You belong to him. You're his precious possession. And he's already said he'll defend you to the death. He laid down his life to save you from that wolf. He laid down his life. He gave his life on the cross to save your, save you and protect you. What a wonderful shepherd he is. Yesterday, we also talked, dare I say, a, a little tangent here. We also talked about how pastors, same word, a pastor, shepherd, the same root word in the Greek, and a pastor is also as an under-shepherd to our chief shepherd, Jesus Christ, that they should also be like Jesus. You know, I see some churches where the pastor, he's a hired man. That's all. He comes in, he works for, he comes from somewhere else. He works there for a while, gets a better job offer, and off he goes without a whole lot of concern for the flock. But rather, someone who's the good shepherd and who, who imitates or follows the good shepherd is a pastor who says, 
This is the flock God has entrusted to me. I love this flock. I'll lay down my life for this flock. Practically speaking, I die daily for this flock. If you're in a church where your pastor sees you as like, and I'm not saying you're his possession, I'm not saying he owns you, but rather he's got it, he'll defend you. He'll lay down his life. He's not a hired man who just goes after the best job, but he's he's loyal to his flock because he says, these are the people God has given for me to lead and to care for and to protect and watch over. If you have a pastor like that, be grateful. He, even if he's not as eloquent as some of the guys who might be on TV, even if he's not as flamboyant, even if some of the programs in your church aren't as awesome as some of the others in some other church, but if you've got a pastor who says, I'll lay down my life for, for my sheep, I will come between them and the, and the wolf. They are the ones God has entrusted me, and I will be loyal to them. That's precious. If you've got that, don't take it for granted. Appreciate a leader like that. Well, not only did Jesus lay down his life for us and didn't flee when it when the, when the got hot, you know, if you know what I mean, but he stuck with us and he stands with us. But there's a second thing about our good shepherd. He goes on, I am the good shepherd. And I know my own and my own know me. Even as the father knows me and I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. He goes on a few verses later and continues, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. And I give eternal life to them and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. The second thing is our good shepherd knows us. We know him. And notice what it says here. We hear his voice. We know his voice. I've never, I don't know sheep that well. I know some animals, some dogs, you know, they'll know the voice of their owner, their master, and they have a loyalty to their master and they'll come running to his voice unlike anyone else's voice. But Jesus was saying the same thing about a shepherd and their sheep, their sheep hear his voice. He knows them and he knows his sheep and his sheep know them. My friends, this is, you know, we talk often about how the Christian faith is about a relationship with God, a relationship with Jesus. And indeed, we want to have that. We want to, we want to know him and we want, and we, as we are known by him, this is relationship. This is love. This is fellowship. And part of this relationship, we, he knows us. We need to be getting to know him better. We want to know what, what he loves. We want to know what he cares about, what his plans are. We want to discover the heart of our shepherd. And we want to follow our shepherd. Later on here, he says, my sheep hear my voice. And I want to encourage you today to be someone who's listening for the voice of God, the voice of Jesus in your life. Be listening for that. I want to encourage you to take the time to hear from his word and to hear from his spirit. Now, spirit will never tell you something contrary to his word, but lots of times that the word gives us the principles to live by, the commands to live by, the, the absolute truths to live by. And sometimes the, the still small voice of our shepherd tells us the, the, the very personal things, the decisions that we need to make. 
And I pray that we we would make good decisions because we learn how to listen and discern the voice of our Lord. There's so many voices that we could hear, are there not? They're the voices of, of companies that want to sell us products. They're the voices of the world that wants to, to distract us. There's the voice of the, the enemy, Satan, that wants to tempt us. There's the voice of the flesh that just wants to live for self and for pleasure and things of this nature. But through it all, we want to be hearing the voice of our shepherd, the voice of Jesus, and we want to be following him. And let me tell you, this is where, the, this is where life is to be found. This is where it's to be found. Today, can I encourage you, ask, ask that you would hear the voice of the Lord. That's one reason you come here each day, I'm sure. And, and you make it this a habit to say, one way I can be listening to the voice of the Lord speaking to me is to get in his word every day, every day. We come here together. And by the way, this is not meant to be a substitute for daily Bible reading. But sometimes, let's face it, sometimes we have difficulty understanding the Bible or getting something out of it. And so what we do here each day as we come together can be a a stimulus and an encouragement and an opportunity to really hear from the Word of God each day. But then, of course, in your own life, I encourage you to be reading the Scripture. And I also encourage you to be listening to the voice of the shepherd, which comes to us today in the voice of the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit can speak to our spirit. Like I said, it, it is it an audible voice? Not usually. I've never heard that. But there can certainly be impressions upon our spirit that we believe come to us from God. This is where, again, we need to discern when is it from God and when is it from another source. And this comes from learning to hear his voice. This comes from walking with the Lord. This comes from practice. This comes from developing that relationship with him. Now, our good shepherd, the scripture defines the good shepherd in Psalm 23, and I just like to read it, and the many benefits, the many benefits that he gives us, and I want to encourage you, um, which benefit do you appreciate the most? There's so many in here. Let's just read them quickly. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord, the Lord God, he's my shepherd. I shall not want. So in other words, my shepherd's going to provide everything I need. I'm going to be taken care of by my, I'm a sheep. He's my shepherd. The shepherd takes care of the sheep. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Wow, that's better than like lying down in the desert or lying down where there's no grass or where there's nothing to to eat. He feeds us, in other words. Sheep eat grass, and he leads us there to those green pastures where we can be fed. He he leads me beside quiet waters. Indeed, often in this busy, harried world that we live, hurried world, we are harried and we become so worn out. And Jesus makes us, our shepherd makes us lie down by still waters, quiet waters. Hey, do you ever walk by like a stream or a river that's quiet? You ought to. It's restoring to the soul, which is the next thing he does. He restores our soul. Is your soul damaged, wounded, hurt? He restores it. We've all been damaged. Our souls have been damaged. Jesus is in the restoration business. Our shepherd restores the soul. 
He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Once again, we said earlier, we want to make good choices. We want to go on the righteous path. We don't want to go down the unrighteous path. We don't want to go down the path of destruction. We don't want to walk in the broad path. We want to go on the narrow path because that's the path of life. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for you're with me. And so, my friends, if you know someone dying or you know someone who has died, or even if your life is threatened, I mean, David had times where he was, he was, a, he was a warrior, and there were times the enemy wanted to kill him, but he knew God was with him, and so he feared no evil, and God will protect you from evil. Hallelujah. Believe that. Your rod and your staff, they comfort Now, the rod, of course, we get disciplined with the rod, and the staff is, the, is how he guides us and how he leads us. They comfort me. Let's be comforted in God's direction, and yes, even in God's discipline. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Wow. Even when all around you there's people who want to hurt you, they're your enemies, God can, give you, God can take care of you. God can feed you. God can watch over you. You've anointed my head with oil, speaks today of the Holy Spirit. My cup overflows. Yeah, our God is a God of abundance. He doesn't just give you the scarcity. He really fills us with life, with joy. Our cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Again, we have eternal life. Our life doesn't end, you know, when church is over. The life that Jesus gives us doesn't end at the end of the day. It doesn't even end when we quit or, we, you know, we're done with our work or retire or, or our ministry is over. Or even when we die, we have eternal life. This is what he gives us. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus, we praise you and bless you today as the good shepherd. We thank you that you lay down your life for us and will continue to do whatever it takes to protect us from the wolves. We thank you that you know us, and we, your sheep, know you. We hear your voice. Oh, Jesus, help us more and more to be listening for your voice. As we read the Word of God, we don't just want to approach it as an academic textbook. We want to be learning to hear the voice of God speaking to us from the Word of God. We want to, we want to learn how to hear the Spirit speaking to us as you give us wisdom and lead us in our lives. We thank you for all these wonderful benefits from Psalm 23. We appreciate them. We're so glad for what you do. Good Shepherd, we'll follow you wherever you lead us. Sometimes it's risky. Sometimes it looks like you're leading us into a place that's uh, difficult. But Jesus, we know that following you is the safest place we can be. And it's the most fruitful place we can be. You're our Good Shepherd, and we bless and love you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Wow. Don't you love the Word of God? I sure do. I'm glad you come and join me each day as we get into the Word of God. I hope this encourages you, lifts you up. That's what I hope to be able to do is from the Word to inspire, encourage you so that you'd be a more faithful, a more fruitful disciple, follower of our Lord Jesus Christ. So thanks for joining me. If you're new, I hope you join us every day, either live in the morning or later in the day, or listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. If you're, uh, but make a commitment when you're going to come each day. Set, set a time and be here. 
set an appointment to join us. I'll be here every day. I hope you will too. God bless you. I love you. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.